Hello, everybody. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the She Hustles podcast. Uh, it's your girl, Samantha. I am back. Um, if you listened before, you would know that we used to be called the Ladies Edition. However, I decided let's have a change. Let's spruce it up. We've got a great audience and we're continuing to build. And so I officially changed the name to She Hustles Podcast by Kingdom Hustle. So just wanted to welcome you guys to season two, season two of the podcast. I am so excited um, about what God has in store for this season. We're going to go a little deeper. We're going to talk to some people that we've already talked to and some new people too. Um, I'm so excited. So uh, we'll have to catch up. <laughs> As you know, I like to laugh a lot, so I hope you enjoy that throughout the podcast. So our first podcast uh, edition today is going to be a serious one, but yet a necessary one. Um, I didn't think I was going to start with such a topic as this. Um, however, in this season with the pandemic, um, I really thought that it would be fitting of this time. I think it would help someone um, who's going through something. And so today we'll be talking about grief. Um, grief, loss, and also trying to maintain your joy throughout that. And so I couldn't do that all by myself. So I had to get a really great young lady that I know. I've actually known her through church, um, but she is simply amazing. She's someone that I met um, and that I never could forget because of her spirit. It was just so awesome and so welcoming. And then not only to know that, but I also found out that she is a Christian life coach. You see what I'm saying? So I had to ask her to come on. Her name is Yolanda Sharon. She actually owns her own um, consulting business, her own counseling and consulting business. It's called Yolanda Sharon Life Success Coaching and Consulting. And I don't want to say too much about her because I want her to be able to share about who she is and just some of her input, um, her being an expert and also. I'm not going to hold you any further. I'm going to bring her on. Yolanda. Hey. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for even coming on. I am so honored to have you here. <laughs> it's my honor. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. You are starting off season two with me. <laughs> me <too. Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for doing that. I I really am so happy and um, that you decided to come on and talk about this subject with me. When I told you about it, you had no um, hesitation. And so thank you for that so much. Um, my, my hope is that a young lady or a gentleman, whoever, will get something out of it. And so I did share a little bit about you. Do you want to tell us a little more about you? Well, yeah. So I... I'm going to share life success coaching and consulting. And um, my business kind of grew out of my own need, my own story, uh, my own need for Christian coaching, counseling. Um, my story, like you said, it is a bit of a serious one, but it, of course, it didn't start off like that. Absolutely. I'm a widow. I lost my husband. And 2014 and um, at the time I was a new mom I was uh, she was nine months old and we were we were young we got married really young at age 23 and so that was right after college so yeah. we, 
Sometimes I think, who let us do that? But right. <laughs> we uh, were high school and college sweethearts. I went to Spelman. He went to Morehouse. And wow. it wasn't purposeful. We didn't try to uh, plan to go to college that way. It just so happened to, I wanted to go to Spelman and he wanted to go to Morehouse. Mm, okay. We were together throughout um, college and... Of course, we were young. We weren't necessarily thinking about marriage, but we just had such a great relationship. And of, mm. course, of course, life you know, started moving up a little bit more. We, we got married and okay. um, we got married. And right after we got married, we um, um, got a house. Uh, eventually, we got a house. And yeah. time. We were just living the dream. I wanted to be a clinical mm -hmm. psychologist. So I went to, I was, I came to Atlanta for grad school for my doctorate oh. in clinical psychology at the mm -hmm. time. And he was a pharmacist. So we were, we were kind of at that point where you're like, you know, you have this idea of what life is going to be. We were, you know, yeah. young, no eyed. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> and so um, life was, I had this dream, you know, I had this plan to go. When I wanted to get into my program, after my program, when I wanted to have a child and things were going pretty well until it wasn't. Um, unfortunately, all of a sudden, my life started taking a series of turns. Our first child, I had a miscarriage with my first child. And that was devastating for us because we had, I think we were about, married about six years when that happened. So we waited. We were like, we're going to do it at the right time. Of course, mm -hmm. our plan, right? We had our plan. Listen. <laughs> and so, unfortunately, I had a miscarriage 14 weeks. And after that, at that time, of course, God's always been a part of my life. But I think that was the point when um, I started having a, a true relationship. It, okay. Start having a true relationship once you have to rely. And yeah. uh, at that point, I had to rely on him. And and feel free to stop me if I get to. Oh talk. no, you're. I listen. Like like I told you offline, what I like about this podcast is that I want it to be like a girlfriend's having conversation, and people are just happen to be privy to it. So you are good. And I have a question. I'll pop in. But for now, I'm enjoying your story. Somebody needs to hear it. So at that point. Um, lost our child, very devastated. And at that point, I I was going through this this place of just being really negative, really. And that was grief. At yeah. the time, I might not have had the language for it at the time, but really, that's what it was. It was grief. I was mm. I, I was having this negative. I had this mm. negative speech, but not yeah. to other people on the outside. No, but on the inside, when I would see people, who mm. kids. And different yes. things. I would just be irritated. <laughs> like she, I was like, she got my baby, right, girl. And so, I mean, and I know, I know, like she didn't, and I, I mm. knew, that, but it just was like someone else had my blessing, right. And it was at the point where I just had to, point where I, and I had to just get myself, and mm. I just. Point where I recognize that if I wanted something in my life, uh, looking at the face 
looking at the child and the, the children. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, I couldn't be speaking curses in the same places that I wanted blessings. Oh, you better say that. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to, I had to stop. Like I had to stop. And what I had to do, I had to train my mind because I gotten into such a negative space about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I did was the things that I would say, if it would pop up, if it was something negative, I would replace mm-hmm. it with something positive or I would replace it wow. with the I would stop myself. I would actually train myself to start speaking blessings because if I wasn't speaking blessings, I was speaking curses. So wow. I'm not having that. We're going to be speaking okay. blessings. Right. I yeah. Speak blessed. I need to do that. Okay. <laughs> so I'm writing this down. <laughs> so at that point, I I started to just get closer to God and I fasted. I fasted. Um, it was a break. And the Tuesday after I fasted, my husband said, I think you need to take a pregnancy test. I really feel like, you know, it's, it's really I feel like it. And at first I was a little nervous. So I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not going to yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, but you're like, eh, I don't want to push it right there. I did. And I was pregnant. And so, of course, now we're like, life is back on track, right? We're like, yeah, yeah. We're, life is back on track. Mm-hmm. My husband, same time, he was a pharmacist. So he was standing up all day. And we know that people stand up all day. A lot of times they may have like issues in their back. And so he started having some back trouble and, at the time, we just kind of figured it was just kind of the, the jog kind of wearing on his body. But by that time, I'm probably in the first trimester. He goes to check it out and he's going to different doctors. And at this point, mm-hmm. doctor, um, this one doctor says, and it just so happened that, that day I was in school in my doctoral program. And I didn't want to, uh, I don't want to go that day because I think I had some kind of school stuff coming up but I was okay. like no I'm not gonna go but then I don't know I just ended up going well that day mm-hmm. we went to the doctor and he mm-hmm. sent us somewhere he sent us mm-hmm. to another doctor and we're like okay but when yeah. we called, he didn't even know who the doctor was we didn't know where we were going I mean he gave us an address mm-hmm. we pulled up cancer clinic. and we're like what's this about what? okay so we go what? there and the doctor there tells us that they want to do tests. So keep in mind, we're in this mind frame. Life is just, you know, soaring again. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're pregnant. Yeah. Pregnant. I'm, I'm in my program. He's in his career. And yeah. so um, so at that point, we it's just from there, it, it kind of shot up. And then from there, everything just kind of took a dive. Because uh. I thought, Finding out he had cancer, we found out that he had, had cancer, and okay. it, it was stage four at that. Point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it was so it was so and so aggressive. And yes, he was a person who had always been very healthy. Um, mm. Colds or anything like that, I'd be sniffing all over the place. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. That part was was it. It was definitely a, a shock to say the least. Absolutely. But of that, you know, that is grief, like realizing what that is. Grief is really just well, yeah. a loss, which it could be a lot of times we think of it as, as people, person, once mm-hmm. we, mm-hmm. we grieve the loss of 
expectation, the loss of a dream or something. Yeah. Even yeah. With today in um, the, the COVID kind of world, people are grieving because mm-hmm. this loss of their comfort, loss of their, their dream, their loss yeah. of expectation. And yeah. so at that time, it was, it, I, I was a little bit nervous, but I was like, no, we're going to faith up. Like, yeah, we're going to pray through this. We're going to, yeah. We're going to pray. Yeah. And all the time I was pregnant and I was like, I'm going to keep myself calm because I want yeah. to keep, I want to have peaceful womb. And I just yeah, you want to enjoy your pregnancy. You want to. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was hoping. And I was able to as well. Because okay. And the loss yeah. of her. But yeah, eventually he was able to get to a point of remission. But a okay. month later, it came back so aggressive. And okay. so that was at that point, I had my daughter in October of 2013. 2014 okay. in January, is um, he had a um, it was it's called an autologous transplant, which okay. is your own blood cells and putting it back into your body. So it was kind of like taking, uh, I think it's bone marrow, blood bone marrow or something. Gotcha. I've, I've heard something similar to that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. doing all of that, um, uh, he was in remission and then it came back so aggressively. So that's in, in January, around March, it came back. And my husband passed away. In so it was really a very, very like quick turnaround. And wow. of course, I had faith for it. I had faith yeah. until the very end, actually. And yeah. I, but I had to come to terms with it after he passed. Yeah. Not only was I, I grieving the loss of my husband, but right. I grieving the loss of my faith. Because wow. I said I was going to believe to the very end. And yeah. yeah. doing so much. And so the grief was... I want to say it's for because not only that I felt betrayed by my God. I was going to definitely ask that. How did you feel with your walk with God? Because you had said how strong it was mm-hmm. and all the great things you're experiencing and you had the faith along the way he went to remission, but now he's gone. So yeah. And you left with that. And that was the thing I I I got confused because that wasn't faith, then what is? You know, we know that um, faith is faith is the substance and the evidence of uh, things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I was in it. I was like, Lord, I was in it. <laughs> How many times have we prayed so hard and we felt like it was like right there, right. and it didn't happen? But you yeah. still have to pray. And so with all of that kind of mm-hmm. wax and wane, and um, yeah. to to move forward. So, it's a long story, but um, what I eventually had to do was now. This is something I don't. I never heard anyone say this. I had never heard. Okay. Anyone, but I had to come to grips with it. I had to get to the point where I had to forgive God. Wow. And what? I know. I and I never really wanted to say that before. Okay. You don't want to think of having to forgive God because. We know he's all knowing. He's omniscient. Right. Like he doesn't. Right. He doesn't do anything wrong. Right. 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 So, regardless of it not being wrong or him having an ultimate plan for it, I had mm-hmm. to 
forgive and I want to not only just forgive, but even forgive the past. Yes, the absolutely. And um, I, I love this definition of forgiveness, giving up hope that the past could be different. Mm, okay. So that was one of the things I had to find where wow. I started finding joy was once I gave up hope that the past could be different. And I had to accept that God's plan was greater than the one thing that I could see. That I, wow. even though living this, this yeah. story, and yeah. I, I baby. and I had a baby and that was yeah. another, I trying to figure out, well, God, she, she's not my, maybe trying to bargain. Like, why didn't you give me maybe a couple more years or why didn't right. you do it at this time? Or why did he um, have to have cancer and why did it have to be at like stage three and stage mm -hmm. just going through all of that. But yeah. I had to stop wrestling what could have been. I had to stop wrestling with what I Absolutely. <laughs> it's kind of like that meme. God said, I said <laughs> <laughs> That is so true. So wow. to live with that. So that is how I got to my business. And um, yeah. I was needing, I was needing counseling. Okay. Went to but being in psychology myself, I could understand the techniques they were doing. And I was like, girl, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, how was that with your background and your, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you were literally trained to do this. And so they're trying to do that on you. Mm -hmm. And you're already in a frustrating place. Like how how was that? It was it was frustrating. You said it definitely was frustrating, but I also knew that I just wasn't in the place where I really now this is I hate to say this as a therapist, but I was just at the place where I just didn't feel like people could help me. I needed a little bit of help, but I also needed God. And so mm. so I'm trying to go to church. Listen, sometimes it's bigger than just praying about it. I, when you hear that, I, I appreciate it. And I, you know, yes, uh, I am a woman of faith as well. Mm -hmm. And I would, yes, pray about it. But mental health is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And you know that. And, and it's bigger than just praying. You need to talk that thing out. <laughs> you need to talk it out. You need to go to a professional or, or speak with someone, you know what I mean? But sometimes big, God has created other people. He's created people like yourself in such a great profession that you need to seek help. You It's bigger than just praying. It's like, okay, you prayed now. What are you doing? What do they say? Faith without works is dead. Yes, I, I agree. That that place. Yeah. I, I like, okay, you pray. What? pray to get results. I mm -hmm. don't say pray. I I need to get out of this grief. I That's need true. to I need to feel the joy that I know is of the Lord. I need to yeah. know that unspeakable joy. I want tell me how to get it. Don't just tell me to pray about it. So at that time I was like, okay, I started doing these things, combining what I knew from psychology and I would take the Bible and I just kind of married them yeah. together. Wow. And I would say step by step, okay, I'm going to do this, this. And then before I know it, I 
the, the, the grief was lifting. And wow. I noticed that once the grief was lifting, um, other people would notice as well. And just, I, I mean, I didn't, I mean, I wasn't trying to do it. I wasn't even trying to start this farming, but other Right, people, you were trying to have your own healing. I was, I needed healing. I was like, Lord, yeah. I need any means necessary. Yeah. Um, and that's how my business started, just by people noticing me, asking me, and just even friends recommending their friends just talk to me. And eventually mm -hmm. said, um, how much do you charge? And I was like, oh, okay. And then I just kind of went with it. And yeah. I found the, the joy uh, eventually by going with the flow of life and accepting what God where, where God was taking me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So would you say that through the grief um, and your process of healing that you found your purpose? I did. I, I really did. I obviously when I went to school, I was going to school for clinical psychology. I always knew that it was something I wanted to do. Okay. But even after um, losing my husband, I had the opportunity to go back and finish my doctorate because I actually was very close to the end. I was pretty much done with my coursework. But wow. I just, I needed, I needed more. And mm. at the time, I just knew that I couldn't get that in, in, in school at that time. Mm. I wanted to, I wanted to feel free, but I didn't want to keep, I didn't want to hoard all of it. I understand. I wanted it all out of it. <laughs> I wanted to testify to his goodness. I wanted to be able to say, I, I went through this. It was rocky. Right. I actually, you know, and it was kind of like resorted. I resorted to the Lord. I mean, I tried, mm -hmm. I tried to be mad and I tried all of this, but in the end, it really was him. And I wanted mm -hmm. to be able to, to show that in the midst of anything that, God is still good. And it may not feel like it. Yes. But he is. And sometimes yeah. you have to go through that to find out what it is. Right. And you weren't going to, sometimes um, growing up, when they say, don't question God, mm -hmm. don't, you know, just God, if it's God, that's what God said to do. So that's, you know, that's it. But in those stages of grief and frustration, like you said, you had to forgive God. It's so I, I honestly feel that it's okay to question him. Like, why? Why did you take this person from me? Why? What like you said a part of that. So I, I appreciate you saying and being transparent with that and saying you had to forgive God. Cause you know, with our season saints, <laughs> it's like, oh no. You know, like pray about it. You don't question God. But in those times, I think for people should know it's okay to question God. It's okay to go through those frustrations, uh, but it's how you, um, like you said, forgive him and get to the other side. Don't stay in it, but it's okay to go through that. You're human. I think it's almost like, uh, from what you're saying, it's almost like if you um, didn't have the opportunity to go through those stages that you would have never been able to get to your purpose. It would have been a, would have been a struggle. My weather. <laughs> Kind of like you, know, you always hear this, but it really is true that like that pressing and that pressure and it wheezes it out. I'm, I'm, he he, he's, I don't need squoze it in a word, but that's what he did. 
<laughs> wow. I mean, and your testimony is so powerful. Well, I mean, I think I had to just accept it. Um, okay. It wasn't pretty. I don't think it was pretty. I, I've learned that even in the midst of it, he has been able to use it. And I, I love what I've learned now, even when I go through something, is I recognize he doesn't waste any opportunity. And mm. I think I think that was the grief in the beginning as well. I mean, I had okay. a, it, it was the myth that I would want to emulate. We had better than anything I had ever seen. I was so young. And yeah. God, you gave me this great life of chocolate. And here I am wondering now in part, how, how can I ever get to that again? Yeah. Marriage with just that feeling of love. Right. That love. That joy. Absolutely. And I think the pressing, I got there. Definitely. I mean, <laughs> maybe turn on the grapes, you get wine. Okay. You no, know, the wine gets, you know, the wine makes you a little dizzy. I felt like <laughs> it had me a little dizzy. I think I was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I got through. <laughs> yeah. Praise God! I <laughs> I'm happy that you are um, so transparent um, because you didn't have to share that at all. You didn't have to even yeah. You didn't have to share that. So the fact that you shared it and um, just being so transparent in your journey, I thank you for that because that. That, I mean, that frees people. You know what I mean? That, you're freeing someone right now um, because maybe they can't talk about it yet or maybe they feel, you know, um, they're afraid to say those words. Like I know um, I lost my father in 2014 and my mother, um, she struggled with the word widow. She didn't want anyone to call her that. And so um, just hearing you speak about this, I, I, I feel like it's so freeing that you were able to get to that place. I know it took a journey and a process, but that you're able to get to that place, that place and to, to be so transparent. So I thank you for that. Um, I wanted to ask you, with this lovely pandemic, uh, <laughs> have you, has your clientele gone up? I don't, I think I have got more um, viewers and more interest, um, but I would say that I've been able to sustain. I, I'm definitely getting a wider variety of okay. clients. But the good thing about what I do is with my coaching, even before the pandemic, my clients 100% had been um, via the telephone. We didn't, no one really wanted to do the face to face or the Zoom. Oh, and, okay. Well, maybe one, um, one was interested in doing it, but most of my clients had been over the phone. And, and now even in, in this pandemic, a lot of therapists are doing that as well. It's, it wasn't a, a common thing for okay. uh, therapists to do that. Maybe for coaches, but it wasn't uh, that common for mm -hmm. psychologists or therapists or the counselor. So the good thing about it is I didn't have much of it, um, but I do think... I Got a wider variety of interests, and so okay, growing and going up. But um, I can say that the pandemic didn't stop it. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> 
<laughs> I understand that. Oh my gosh. How, how do you, I wrote something down for you because I wanted to ask you this. So, um, this is what I want to say. So there are so many types of grief in terms of the 2021, which we just talked about, or 2020 uh, with this pandemic. And as far as moving from this year and what, um, what are some initial steps for people um, that you could encourage, like who are struggling with things um, that they've lost this year? Um, people have lost uh, actual people, family, but they've also lost jobs. They've lost um, homes. They've lost so many things, um, just their, you know, their day-to-day -day life. Um, so you being an expert, how in this time can you encourage someone um, who's grieving that right now? Uh, so, so a lot of people are, yes, a lot of people are grieving the loss of COVID. Mm -hmm. Other things as well. But one of the things that I would start with identify where you lost the joy. Mm, okay. so, so, just for an example, a person who is, is struggling with just the whole pandemic of COVID, you know, this isolation, right? There's, there's, yeah. Now things are opening up a little bit more, but there is isolation out there and uh, you can't go to a lot of places. And if you do want to go to places, sometimes you can't, uh, might have to um, uh, sign up or reserve it and you can't get to it. So it's just a lot of differences. So yeah. one of the things you want to do is identify, well, what is preventing the joy? And Got so well, the first thing is, okay, COVID. Well, we mm -hmm. could say COVID. Okay, COVID is that. But what can you control? what can you control? You can't really control COVID, right? So right. what you can control is like, first you want to identify, well, what did COVID take away from me? Um, was mm. it, am I missing my friends? Mm. Um, missing social outings? Mm. Am I missing being able to, um, like say for instance, one thing for me, I miss being able to go to my daughter's school, right? Yeah. Going inside the school or something. Sure. Yeah, to identify what it is that you what what you're missing, but mm. then then the next step is to decide. Well, what did that bring you? Okay. So perhaps maybe you can't um, you maybe you can't meet up with friends like you used to. Maybe you can't do a girls' night. Sure. Or, so now you think, what was it about that I like? uh, maybe mm. the last having talk or just talking <laughs> so then you say well what can I control well maybe I can't meet the person um, mm -hmm. we can't go to maybe our favorite restaurant well maybe we have to do zoom meetings which I know everybody's so familiar with zoom yeah at this point right <laughs> way, the way to go with everything but then you mm -hmm. have to you can do so you have to so you have to focus on what you can do but a lot what you're going to first have to do is break down what it is that you want got it and then i would say next step is to figure out what already brings you joy and some of that people are going to say you're going to have some people say oh nothing brings me joy but you oh, that means pay attention to pay attention to your spirit yeah Pay attention to if you start getting negative. So that might be like, say, for instance, um, 
I'll give myself an example. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things with grief, one of the things I noticed was that, yeah, you lose, you lose a lot of that feeling of joy. And right. One of the things I noticed, I wasn't necessarily an outside person before I had my child, but <laughs> I wanted to take her to the park. Well, not have to, but I wanted to get her out. What I noticed is, even when I get in the, when I got in the car, that the days that were sunny, that when the sun would, I would look out, and then it's just like the sun would be shining, and in that moment, I, I know it's just the sun, but I just felt the sun on me and the yeah. fact that I felt that on it. I noticed, I said, okay, that's something that kind of brought me joy. So yeah. COVID time, I would say it might be paying attention. When you walk outside, do you perk up when you see the sun? Then mm -hmm. that makes me to go outside and get some more sun, right? Um, yeah. Do you perk up when, um, I don't know, you wave at a neighbor across the street? Okay, well, that means the next time you sit outside and you talk across the street and you have a conversation with your neighbor, you do what you can do. So you find the joy in what you can. You don't try to control what you can't, but whatever you can, you control that. And then you find the joy in the things. And it's all about just paying attention to your spirit, what lightens you up. It could be very simple. It could just be painting your nails. If that's <laughs> it, then you paint your nails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love, love, love that. I wanted to definitely ask you that because, like I said, through this pandemic, of course, no one could really foresee this. Um, and just, you know, people losing so much. Uh, that's why I wanted to ask you that. So I think that was a really great response. I think that's super helpful as well. Uh, identifying what your joy, um, what brings you joy. Um, and so with that, would you, could you say or how can I ask this? Is there a possibility through when you're going through grief um, to find joy and through that grief? You know what I'm saying? I think so. I think one of the things with is you're going to have to compartmentalize. Okay. I don't always say that because when you say compartmentalize, you get to the point where it means avoid. Mm. We don't want to avoid grief. Um, I, I never avoiding grief okay. I, uh, grief is, is there don't ignore it feel it, deal with it and conquer it right? uh -huh. you can't sure. feel what you don't feel right? so feel it so part of what I say is compartmentalize is because there are moments yeah you're going to have to be say for instance if you're a person who has to go to work still you know, after you're grieving Exactly. Well, you have to work, so I get that. So you might be able to, if if you're grieving, you're crying, you might have to compartmentalize, and that's okay. But okay. don't compartmentalize and leave it there. Don't just go leave it on the shelf. Mm -hmm. That's good. You're gonna have to go back and, and try to work through that. But you can find joy in even moments. Um, the way that I found joy is in my daughter. In those moments, all I needed to do was be a mother. So all I had to do was think about, she was young, she was still breastfeeding. I had to breastfeed, I had to change her diet, and I had to find joy. Like in this moment, this is a regular moment, regardless mm -hmm. whatever that loss is. For me, it was the loss of my husband, but whether that's COVID or whatever, whatever that is, I had to 
in the none of that affects me. Right now, I'm a mom. So God. in the moment, I have to find the joy in this. Because here's the thing with grief. It's there, but you can't let it take everything. Oh, say that again. That <laughs> you, was good. You can't, um, you have to fight for yourself. That's what grief is. Fighting, Fighting. for yourself. Fighting I love to get to your joy. Listen, I need to catch myself. I was ready to run on that one. <laughs> that, I mean, right there. What? Grief is fighting for your... You better come on now. Let me get this right. Grief is fighting for your joy. Yeah. It is. Wow. It's a fight. It, it really is a fight. Everything in you wants to be saved. Everything in you wants to be saved. And it's a weight. I think of it. And here's the thing mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, bring it to a spiritual side of it. Yeah. Here is how you could understand what the spirit world is like. Think about grief. Think about sadness. Think about depression. We all know that it comes with some kind of heaviness, right? But that's Absolutely. an internal heaviness. It's not like you literally have these weights on you. But on the inside, it could be nothing around you, but everything inside of you just feels weighed down. Yes, you feel like you're drowning. So it's a fight. So you really have to fight. Yeah. What I grief though, uh -huh. like you said, drowning. I yeah. had there were stages. Sometimes I might not be able to swim, but I could tread water. I know that's right. Girl, you bit know my notes now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, if somebody, if I, I, my prayer is that people really listen to this because you are just, you've dropped so many nuggets. You have inspired me. I told you I need to get my life together and seeking professional help uh, for sanity purposes. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, um, I just thank you so much. I, I, Hate to cut it uh, down, you know, because I tried to keep the people, because you know, people with their um, attention spans, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, this conversation personally for me was so freeing. Not only did you mention, you know, your, you know, miscarrying, um, I, I too have dealt with that, and I, and I thank you for your transparency. I've not something I've ever really shared out loud. So for you to even share that, I, I am so grateful. I'm not going to cry. I'm going to stay here. Okay. Well, if you start, <laughs> I'm gonna go with you. So. <laughs> I thank you so much. I have one last question for you. Um, well, I, I don't want to. I may have one more question, but my final true question for you <laughs> would be for, I guess, let me say this, because we've already talked about different types of grief and what people have gone through in 2020 slash 2021. What would you say, um, hmm, what would you say to the person who maybe isn't ready to share it yet? or know how to talk about it yet, but needs to talk about it. How would someone as a friend, such as myself, let's say I know someone who isn't talking about it, but I can tell they're going through it. What advice would you give to me to possibly give to them, to encourage them to seek um, help? Honestly, um, 
don't um, don't avoid them. Um, grief okay. is not pretty. Um, it is angry. It's snippy. It's attitudey. It's 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 angry. That it's nothing you want to be around. Mm-hmm. I think it's, but as a person who has dealt with grief, it's nothing you want to be around, and I didn't want to be around it either. But <laughs> it was. It's what I was going through, but don't um, don't forsake the uh, ministry of presence. Just um, I one of the things. Now here's one of the things I hated when someone me. Have you gone to therapy, or have mm. you someone? Now I do think that there are some people who are hesitant to okay. seek therapy. But what was helpful to me? I didn't need you. Me, I mean maybe, but I didn't need you. I didn't need you to wipe my tears. I didn't need you. I didn't need you to be um, um, careful with mentioning my husband's name. Mm. Careful with me. Don't. I didn't. So I would say, don't treat them like they're fragile, but just exist in their presence. I love it. Thing is the tears and all of that, they're not expecting you to take it away. Okay. So just be ministry of presence is, is will do more than you know. Wow. Thank you for that. I truly appreciate that. I think even in general with that, with that information that you just shared, it'll someone like me, it'll help me know how to move forward. Because I am a fixer. And so I like that you said just being in their presence can do so much. I love that. This has been amazing. And I have learned so much. <laughs> you have you have have no idea how much you've just, just spoken into my life and others um, and inspired others to speak their truth and tell their story because somebody needs to hear their story. You know? Well, I pray that they and I pray they've received it. It's my hope that this has been encouraging to, to you and, and to anyone else. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. Oh, please. listen. So I, I, I pray that my prayer is that you come back. <laughs> yeah. I love the spirit and everything. I actually probably consider just talk to you. Listen, okay. But we know the people in their things, so... <laughs> Try to be, you know, try to be respectful. <laughs> so I did put our handles on our screen. Um, and if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere where you can't see our faces, Miss Beautiful Yolanda's face, um, you can find her also on Instagram as well as Facebook. Yolanda, do you want to share your handle to the people? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Yolanda Sharon, and that is S-H-E-A-R-O-N, throws people off. And you can find me on Facebook at Yolanda Sharon Life Success Coaching and Consulting, or you can go to my website, which is YolandaSharon.com. So look me up, and I have more things that are going to be coming up, a YouTube channel and some other things. So just, you know, kind of stay on my page, and hopefully you guys, I can tell you more and share more with you guys later. That is amazing. I'm a fan. I'm a follower. <laughs> I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of you. So. Girl, Mutual. I, can't, I can't cry today. <laughs> <laughs> I want
want to thank you so very much for coming on. Um, and thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for all the wisdom in your story, everything. Thank you so very much for starting off season two of She Hustles podcast. I love you. I love you. Girl, she kind of make me cry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding, I'm being so gangster right now, but I want to thank you so very much. Um, yeah, that's it. It's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on Yolanda. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Guys, I'm going to close us out. I hope and pray that someone got blessed on this podcast. Her story was a powerful. Her wisdom and nuggets and advice was powerful. Listen to this over and over again. If you're going through something, don't hesitate to reach out to reach out to Yolanda. If you don't remember how to get in contact with her, reach out to me and I'll get you in contact with her. Mental health, uh, grief, all of that is a real thing. And so seek help. Don't be too ashamed or concerned invest in yourself okay season two it's only the first it's only the first episode it only gets better from here have a great day guys <laughs>